In today's show, we're going to look at all of the games, 11 of them, from Wednesday. Talk about what we saw, what's important, what's not. Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by NBA Top Shot the official licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans. It's a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There's a ton of news, some big news. Actually, it's not a ton of news. There's some big news and regarding Kyrie Irving. And then there's 11 games that we've got to talk about. So, Gilly, Warney, Warney, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's available. It's back. Happened. They are officially announcing this tomorrow, but Kyrie Irving will be able to play in home games. Effective Thursday. Their first home game is Sunday. It's happening. It's on. He's back. So you're going to get Kyrie for these last nine games of the year. There are a couple of back-to-backs in there, but Kyrie's not hurt. I don't think it's just going to be routine that he sits down all these games. They need to win games. So, yeah, good luck. Congratulations. Didn't expect it to just quickly turn like that. I thought it would be resolved for the playoffs. Um, But here we are. Kyrie's back. Who does it hurt? Well, it hurts the overall value of Seth Curry. Helps hurts the overall value. Seth's not even healthy. Uh, But when he's back, it hurts the overall value of Goran Dragic. It hurts the value of Bruce Brown, um, Drummond, Aldridge, all those sort of guys. It's going to be just KD and Kyrie driving the ship. And there you go. He's back. He's ready to go. Love it. If you've got him, you love it. It's been such a roller coaster ride all season. Not playing any games. Back for road games. Maybe back for home games. No, not back for home games. And now back for home games. And that's where we're at. Bad news. Chris Middleton is out tomorrow again with this wrist issue. So that's two in a row that he will have missed. That is obviously very, very far from ideal. Um, yeah, his replacement last game was Wes Matthews. The guy you would want to stream is Pat Connaughton. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit of Grayson Allen there. Then you get Hill and Matthews as those uh, backup sort of players. But the 12-team option is going to be Paddy Connaughton for that game. Well, out of nowhere, Larry Nance is set to return. No word on practicing, one-on-ones, contact, no contact, five-on-fives. He's just back. He's probable for tomorrow. Brandon Ingram is doubtful. I don't think this makes Jackson Hayes a drop. I don't think it makes Hayes, uh, sorry, Nance an add. But if you're desperate, they've got three games in four nights coming up. I don't... Look, Nance is not going to play all of those. He'll play two of them, I would guess. But maybe some steals, assists, out of position assists and rebounds you can get from Nance. Doubt he gets over 20 minutes, so maybe he gets 40 minutes total for the rest of the week, which is all right, though. I, w- I wouldn't rush to grab him. I think you'll find better guys out there, but it is um, surprising and impressive that he is coming back and ready to play. Also, there was a um, a video of Zion Williamson dunking 
maybe there's a chance he returns. I, again, I wouldn't rush to grab him. He'll be so limited in minutes and games when he does play that it's not going to be worth it. But after Sham said, no, nah, he's not coming back, then there's this video of him throwing uh, through-the-leg windmill-type dunks in his Instagram story. So that was pretty intriguing to see that. Whether he... I want him... We all want him to play. Like, he's bloody exciting when he plays. Hopefully, he's back out there, but I wouldn't... At this point, I wouldn't be holding my breath on it. Let's uh, leave it there. And let's bring it now to talk about game one of the day. It was the Atlanta Hawks not only losing to the Detroit Pistons, but getting thoroughly smashed. 122-101 is the final score. It was a back-to-back for Atlanta. They sat uh, Danilo Gallinari, the Italian cock, his uh, hands were right off. Hands off my cock! Which was disappointing. I thought he would play. They need the wins. Obviously, they lose to bloody Pistons by 21 points. With Gallinari out, they decided to start Timotei Lawawi Cabro. For what reason? I reckon I might swear in this show a lot. So, kids, this is just a blanket warning. Um, I don't know fucking idea why they're starting him. What's the point? Like, what's the point of this bloke? Has he done anything positive all year? N- no, he hasn't. I tell you who you should have started. The bloke that you picked in the first round who came in and dropped 11 and 7 in 25 minutes, Jalen Johnson. Thought he was pretty impressive. Yeah, this Luawu Cabro stuff's bullshit. No need for it. Johnson might get some opportunities moving forward. I don't think we need to get too interested in it, but I think for a dynasty league, a Johnson Okongwu front court is probably the future for the Hawks. Collins Capella, don't think so. Going to be really interesting to watch how that develops. Hunter played 26 minutes. He blew balls to us again. 15-3-1, no steals, no blocks. While it was a stinker from Bogdanovich, who was questionable heading in. 28 minutes for Bogdan. 13 points on 31%. He did have two steals, but only two boards and two assists. While Fanderpants stunk even worse. Eight points on 25% with two rebounds, two assists. His numbers, Kevin Herter, they have been all over the shop, up and down. He is a guy to roster, but man, it's frustrating. While Clinker Power, this bloke's just not good anymore. One point in 17 minutes. Missed all five of his shots somehow. Didn't block a shot. Had nine boards. He's outside the top 100 for the season. He's getting consistently outplayed by Onyeka Okongwu, even though most nights Capella plays more minutes. Maybe Capella was still feeling the effects of the illness, and that's why his minutes were limited. But just sit the... Oh, Jesus. I almost dropped a real rude one. Just sit him down. Like, there's no need to play him. There's no need to... If he's sick, like, Okongwu is... if. If he's not better, he's at least within 5% of what his production can be. Bring Jalen in as the backup, all right? I don't get why you're forcing this bloke through these minutes. As for a Kongwu, 21 minutes, 11 and 7, two blocks. He's really good. I don't think he's a 12-team league ad, unfortunately, because of the minutes cap, but he's really good. Um, You have to hold Capella, but geez, that stinks. Hey, Trey Young had 21, 2 and 9. Not his best night, but still not bad. For the Pistons, Jeremy Grant returned. He played 22 minutes. Must have been tired. 21, 8, and 4 with two threes. A really good Jez, uh, Jez Grant game. While Cade Cunningham had 17, 6, and 8. No threes from Cato, but a steal and a block. He continues to be great. He's a top 30 player over the last two weeks. Kelly Olenek only played 18 minutes, and that's with Isaiah Livers out. Had 16 points on nine shots, which is obviously ridiculously efficient. You can stream Olenek in on low-volume nights, but on some of these nights, he's just not going to play very much. Like, if Livers played, does Alinek even get on the court? Like, I'm not sure. Alf Stewart played 23 minutes. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? 
Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Uh, eight and ten with a steal and a block. Not his best, but still hovering around 12 team value. Marvin Bagley played 28, and this is this is real Bagley areas. This one, 13, six and zero, but he had two steals and then shot 31 from the field. Actually, you know what? It's not it's not entirely Bagley line because he went perfect from the line. The minutes are up, which is good, but you know, two games ago, they were in the toilet. But with Grant probably going to sit at least three, four more games this year, at least, um, Bagley does have some value, I would say. Corey Joseph came back. Um, for some reason, they started him. I've got no idea. He played 18 minutes, but at least they gave those minutes to Killian Hayes. 33 for Killian, 13, 8, and 5, a steal and a 3. The last two games are the building blocks as to why I thought he was a top three player in that draft. Now, clearly, I was wrong on that, very clearly. But this is what we've seen the last two is why I thought it. Just so you don't think that I'm fucking insane. Thinking, man, Killian Hayes, why did you think he was good? Like the last two games, we're seeing it. Very good defense. Very strong passing. Good rebounder. The scoring starting to come on. There is, there is something here with him to be a solid, if not solid backup, but maybe a back-end starter. He's at least turning into now for a fantasy stream option for 12-teamers. If he's going to play 30 a night, fingers crossed he does. But if he is, um, there is something there with the way that he has improved his game. It might be just a short-term hot streak, but it's definitely happening at the moment. Who hates free trials? We love the free trials because it sounds good. It's free. But then they get you. It's like a scam. It just keeps going and they take the money. You don't even realize it's happening. Well, Truebill is that new app. New app? No, new app to help. That's how you go. It's a, a helping app. A help. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. My old mate, Matty B, says, In a matter of seconds, I've sa I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill. I saved 120 bucks for the year on my Sirius XM bill and saved $840 dues a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at truebill.com slash lockedonmba. Go right now. That's truebill.com slash lockedonmba. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash lockedonnba. Who's heard of NBA Top Shot? NBA Top Shot is the official licensed NFT of the NBA. Helps you connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans and upgrading your own experience as an NBA fan. So what is it? It's like a, it's a future of NBA fandom. It's a mix of trading cards, except instead of static images on cardboard, they're little video clips that you hold as a licensed NFT. It's like the stock market. Value goes up and down. You trade in players' moments based on how they're performing. And it's also like fantasy sports in terms of you try to predict, hey, which rookie's moments do I grab? Who's on the downturn? Who's on the upswing? How can I get them for cheap? That's what it's all about. There's investors in the company like Kevin Durant, Mickey Jordan, Will Smith, and Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, Cole Anthony. These guys are all avid Top Shot collectors. Yeah, people will ask you, why would I bother buying a highlight when I can just watch it on YouTube? Well, it's not just about watching that highlight. Yes, we can just watch it on YouTube. That's fine. It's not just about that. It's having an ownership stake in what's akin to a stock market for the NBA's greatest highlights. If you sign up for Top Shot today, the best way to start is getting yourself a starter pack. You can even pull an NFT of a superstar like LeBron or KD or star rookies like Cade Cunningham or Evan Mobley for just 9 bucks. And if you didn't pull your favorite player from the starter pack, you can snag moments from the marketplace that appeal to you. So check out Top Shot, NBA Top Shot. You're going to love it. Get involved. All right, let's go to the next game. 
the New York Knickerbockers, and your Charlotte Hornets. The Knicks, big win on the road without Julius Randle. Just, it's a big win for him. Not that they're going to make the playoffs necessarily, but it's huge to get it. Oh, the big fella, Obi Toppin. I don't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan. He just basically played Julius Randle. 40 minutes, 18, 11, and 6 are still on a block. Hit two threes. Last game, he got into foul trouble, so the minutes were low. As long as Randle's out, and we don't know when he's returning, yeah, Toppin's a great stream. Alec Burks played 33 minutes. Alec Burke. 17, 7, and 3, two steals and a block, while Rowan Barrett is a great Rowan Barrett line, all apart from the lack of defense, but 33 and 3, 53 from the field and 88 from the line. There was no Mitchie Robinson. He was resting, so they started Jericho Sims. Simsy played 26 and had 10 and 3, while Taj had 12 and 5 in 22 off the bench. Yeah, Sims is the guy that I would prefer if Robinson's out, but they're probably just going to be back-end guys or deeper league players. The disease scrotum had just 12 points on 29%. That's Evan Fournier and uh, seven assists there. That reminds me. Like, you know, I, I go in here and I try to do my best to try and pronounce things as best as I can. Um, and I made a point that forever I was calling him Evan Fournier. And I said, the bloke's French, right? His name is not Evan. Like, it's not Evan. Like, it's Evan. That's, that's to me how it's pronounced French. It's not Evan Fournier. It's Evan Fournier, right? So I try to say it like that. But... I was talking to my partner because we're headed to France. This is a complete side, you know, sidebar here. We're going to France in a few weeks. And I was talking about restaurants that I'm booking in. I said, hey, I booked us in a, a place at a Michelin star restaurant. She goes, what are you saying it like that for? I go, that's how it's pronounced, yeah? Michelin? She goes, isn't it Michelin? Like, no, I don't think so. Like, isn't it Michelin is the Americanized or English version of the tire company, which of course is who makes the guide. But if you're saying it, French-wise, which isn't it Michelin? I don't know. Maybe I lost my mind. That is completely off topic. If you've got a comment on the Michelin-Michelin uh, debate, drop it down below. I'm all for bullshit. Let's get into it. Um, Emmanuel, quickly, 21 minutes. 10, 5, and 7 in 21 minutes. The minutes are coming down, which is not great. Um, but it is... It is still useful enough to hold. Let's put, leave it that way. It's It might become a little bit tenuous if you know, some of this uh, production does drop off. But for now, it's it's fine to keep holding Emmanuel quickly, I think. I just wish they would give him bigger role and more minutes, but they're not. But he's still producing, so that doesn't matter that much, I don't think. For the Hornets, um, Lamello, 32-9-5 with six threes, 12th-ranked player over the last two weeks. He was struggling at one point a few weeks ago. This is huge, 49 fantasy points. Bridges, 15, 5, and 9, and Rogier, 18, 3, and 3. So all the big guns get it done. Rogier, not as much as the other two. While PJ Washington just continues to be right on the edge, right, just right, edging his way either in or out of fantasy leagues. 10 is not good. Two threes is. Two steals is. One block is. But two rebounds is shit else. Like, what is he as a player? He's a bloke that you can't drop. You also don't feel great about holding. I think you do have to hold him. Oh, by the way, you know that I've been banging on about dropping Cali Ubre for a long time? He had three points in five minutes. Oh, I've also been banging on about Montrez Harrell because I don't think that either of these guys are very good. James Brego apparently realized that today. Five points for Harrell in 13 minutes. Now, this could very easily change, but Ubre, it won't. It's very much in that direction, and it's been going that way for about three weeks. Uh, you don't have to hold those blokes. Isaiah Thomas, yeah, he's 
got a role of some description. Five points in 12 minutes, while Cody Martin had four and six in 26, and Mason Plumley seven and nine, who are just really fringy 12 guys, probably more 14-team league players, would be my guess. Let's go on to game three, the Sacramento Kings and the Indiana Pacers. Shout out to Buddy Heald for getting the victory for the Kings in the end. Not a, not a problem that he plays for the other team. It's actually a huge win for both teams. Oh, sorry, it's, it's a huge win for Heald by gifting his former team the win. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. The Kings win at 110-109 after Heald dribbles it off his foot towards the end of the game. He did it early in the game as well. There was no Fox. I don't think there's going to be any Fox as we move forward. Davion Mitchell, 38 minutes, 25, 1-7, 2 triples. This is why I said, like, if you did want to add him, don't be don't be dissuaded by the fact that they had two games at the start of the week. Look at what the current schedule is. And if you had have added Mitchell, you would have realized, yes, he would have supplanted one of your guys and given you extra production. Now there's only one more game in the final four days for the Kings. So now the decisions become harder. If you haven't added Mitchell, it's a much harder move to make right now to get one game. When you could add three games from a Pelicans player or three games from a Wizards player. And even if it's a ship bloke like a ship player like Corey Kispert, you might get 90 minutes versus 35 minutes, and that's the difference there, right? Damian Jones, 12 and six is still on a block, absolutely a 12-team league guy. But if you didn't add him for today, is it worth it outside of streaming on that Friday? Friday? No, Saturday. Um, is it, that's probably where it sits. Trey Lyles lost minutes to Jamezi Metu. Thank God for once, finally. 22 for Lyles, 11-3-2, while Metu had 22-5-1 with a steal and a block. That's obviously not realistic for Metu to continue to do. And I think there'll still be backs and forwards with those minutes between those two blocks. While the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. 11-5 with two steals. I think at the moment, he's worse than what Mitchell is and worse than what Jones is as fantasy guys. So if I was dropping a Kings player. It's probably Barnesy over those two. It probably is. The Big Ragu played 31 minutes, 11, 6, and 8. If it didn't shoot 27 from the field and 60 from the line, it would have been a ripping game. I like that the minutes are going up and Justin Holiday is going down. I don't know why it took this long, but I like what it's doing. And for next week, it's great. Four games. So we're looking at Mitchell. We're looking at Jones. We're looking at DiVincenzo. We may be looking at Metu. But we don't know that yet. because It's going to depend on whether you have the ability to add them or when you add them. Look, adding them for Saturday is great and then holding them through the four games next week. That's pretty sick. But the Pacers healed, played 37 against his former team, 25-3-7, four steals and a block, just a fantastically well-rounded line. Revenge game, you say? Well, Tyrese Halliburton had 13 points on 29% shooting, so I'm going to say no. Halliburton had 15 assists with three steals and a block, so it got some other numbers there, had 54 fantasy points, and just basically doing what he's been doing. There was no um, Jalen Smith in this game, no Malcolm Brogdon, as he was... Um, he was resting. I'm not tired. We'll see where the Brogdon's back tomorrow. They play again tomorrow. And then Isaiah Jackson returned from concussion, came off the bench, played seven minutes, and left because of a headache. I would think it's very, very doubtful that Jackson plays tomorrow. So fire up your gogas. 20 and 9, a triple one. You know that I've liked this bloke for all. Hey, by the way, he's a top 35 player over the last two weeks. He's 22 years old. I don't think that he's got a future starting in Indiana. I think he is a future NBA starting center. The Red Rooster played 29 minutes, 13 and 7 for Terry Taylor, while O'Shea Brissett went back to being a bad shooter. At least he grabbed 10 boards, but 10 points on 9 shots is rough. And my man Justin Anderson stunk. 
Five, five, and four on 25%. He will go back to the bench you would expect when or if Malcolm Brogdon returns. There's no Brogdon. There's no Duarte. Who knows if they're going to play tomorrow. That is, I would expect Jackson doesn't, but I think those other guys might. But yeah, who bloody knows at this point? It, everything is so up in the air with uh, with what these teams are doing with rotations. But what's not up in the air is that Bet Online is the place for college basketball. The tournament is rolling along. Who's your pick to win it? I don't know who mine is. Um, but the tournament is absolutely rolling along. Let's see what games we've got on Bet Online. So we've got a Bet Online. We're going to have a look at some tournament games on there. Kansas is a seven and a half point favorite over Providence. Well, considering I don't know anything about the college basketball at this point, about the relative strengths of the team, or maybe look at, now let's look at this, UCLA at North Carolina. North Carolina's two and a half point underdogs. Hubert Davis, I like. I like him as, used to like him as a player. Maybe let's go with North Carolina, two and a half point favorites. Is that asinine for me to pick that one? Well, regardless, you can check it all out on Bet Online, the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. It remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering, information needs, including live betting, and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Fourth game. The Nets and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies without Ja Morant. Somehow, again, they get it done easily. 132-120. It wasn't looking like that early in the game, but it ended up that way. Kyrie, 60 fantasy points, 44 minutes, 43 points, 6 triples, 8 assists. Just a gigantic game. He is, of course, over the last two weeks, the number one ranked fantasy player. He's number five for the season. Yeah, pretty good asset to have on your fantasy squad, considering now the rules have been relaxed. Kevin Durant, 40 minutes, 35-11-8, two steals, two blocks, a monster from him as well. And Bruce Brown, the shark, was also really, really good. Baby shark, 13-7 with four blocks. Big minutes for Drummo, 28 of them. Didn't really blow us away, 15-5, but until Aldridge is back, he's got that value. Well, Claxton had 7-5 and five in 20. That's what you much prefer Drummond to Claxton. Um, Paddy Mills, holy shit, what a decline it's been for him. 25 minutes, zero points, one rebound. That's Tony Snell type stuff. Zero or four from the field. While Kessler Edwards started with Seth Curry out, played 20 minutes. James Johnson looks terrible. Nets beat reporters are going off, just complaining. Where's Blake Griffin? Surely he's better than James Johnson. And, and, you know, you probably have to agree with that. Johnson has looked terrible for big, big stretches of this season. For the Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. It's a good day when the wave pool goes off. 27 minutes, 23.6 triples, one assist, zero steals. That's disappointing. But 62%, I don't know where the Jar's going to play tomorrow. He looked pretty active and lively on the bench in this game, so maybe he's going to play. But Melton's a good stream regardless. Tyus Jones, just keep holding him until we get news on Morant. 16 with 10 assists. And Dylan Brooksy-Brooks, oh, this bloke. 21 points on 21 shots. Like, the bloke cannot handle himself. Usage of 27%, highest on the team. How does it fit in when Morant's there? We still really haven't seen it. Well, Des Bain's out here dropping 23 points on 17 shots with six triples and five assists. Like the stark difference between these two blokes, yet there's the opposite stark difference in Brooks's mind as to who should be getting the shots. Jaron Jackson, 13 and five with four blocks. And by the way, Dylan Brooks should still be on rosters. Brandon Clark, 14 and 10 in a good little role there for him. While Zaire Williams got hurt, but was able to return to the game. So good news there for Zaire. The next one, wow, what an ass kicking this was. Boston Celtics, they are, hmm, how do I phrase this? Non-Phoenix Suns division. The Celtics are the best team in the NBA at the moment. Non-Phoenix Suns division. 
They're just killing teams. I think they've won 21 of their last 23. And look, the Jazz come in and they say, don't worry about it, we're going to smack you. And they do. It's actually amazing what they're doing. 125.97, far out. Don Mitchell wasn't the problem, really. 37 and 6 with two steals, good numbers. Gobert, 14 and 11, 30 minutes only. O'Neal had two steals and two triples. And Mike Conley, 9, 4, and 3. Another rough shooting night from Conley. He's still got to hold him, but the shooting's rough. They decided, instead of starting Juancho Hernan Gomez, a non-NBA caliber player, they started Eric Pascal, a non-NBA caliber player. Pascal is a guy, remember he had that little um, burst as a rookie on that bad Warriors team, and everyone was frothing him, and I, just, I don't like him as a player. And he's done nothing since then. He played 25 minutes, he had 11 points, he shot 33%. He's just not very good, and him getting minutes is not worthwhile. While Hernan Gomez, Jared Butler, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker were all out of the rotation. Trent Forrest returned. He played 16 minutes. He was bad. Rudy Gay was worse. 0 of 6 for 0 points in 16 minutes. Just honestly, some horrendous stuff from that Jazz bench. And Clarkson didn't help. 10 points on 33% with two steals. But the Celtics, the Rock DJ came back. 25 minutes, 12 and 10, two steals and four blocks. That is just sexy shit. 43 fantasy points as well. While Tatum only played 29 minutes, but had 26, 3 and 3. And Big Al Horford, 9, 6 and 3 with three blocks and three triples. Just great peripheral fantasy stuff. Marcus Smart only played 27 minutes. I think Smart's gone under 30 minutes for his last four games, which is something to watch. He had 13 assists with five points, while Jalen Brown, 26, 3 and 5. Pretty good game from Jalen, but no defensive stats. Peyton Pritchard. Another big game for the relative minutes that he's playing. 18 minutes, 11 points with three threes and two steals. His ability to hit threes at the moment, he's becoming a reliable three-point streamer. While Maximum Derek played 31 minutes because of the blowout, and he had 10, 3, and 5. There's no, they've got one more game this week. It's not until Sunday. So if you want to drop, if like, this is your finals, you've got four days to go and they don't play for three of them, uh, there's an, absolutely no way you're holding on to Derek White. But even some of these guys, like maybe Marcus Smart to drop, maybe... But you wouldn't want to drop Williams or Tatum or Horford. Maybe you do. If you can get three games out of someone, is that worth what Williams brings? You have to look into that. It might be worth it. It might not. But they don't play again until Sunday now, the Boston Celtics. This next game, there's a little bit to talk about in this one as Miami goes down to the Warriors, 118-104. This is the second loss in the last week where the Heat have taken on teams who have rested all of their stars and got beaten. They last lost to the Sixers without Harden and Embiid. And now the Warriors were without Steph, without Clay, and without Draymond, and they lose 118-104. And there was a... Now, I tweeted out that there was almost a punch-on. No, there wasn't. It wasn't a punch-on. When I say a punch-on, I mean a heated argument. And the fact that Udonis Haslam is coming to Jimmy Butler, hey, do you want to go out the back? I'll beat your ass. Eh, that's pretty close to almost a punch-on, I would say. When one teammate is telling the other one, let me take you out the back and kick the shit out of you. I reckon that's pretty close. And Eric Spolster is telling Jimmy Butler, what are you going to do? Are you going to fucking fight me? I reckon that's getting close to a punch-on. It's obviously not. No one's squaring up. No one's throwing hands. But if those two things are happening at the same time, I don't know what's going on with this team. Bam out of bias. Oh, that's what happens all the time. Boys, practice. This is uh, where you're getting fired up. Yeah, is it though? I don't know. It was weird. It was very, very weird to see. Let's hope nothing major comes of it. Can't wait for Miami to pay Jimmy Butler $55 million a year in five years' time. Um, but yeah, just a terrible loss. And I know people say, oh, they, they don't care. They're just trying to dodge the nets. Eh, that's cool. But you might want to not start losing to horrific teams. You should just... Are they actually tanking for... Say, I don't know. I'm just... I'm not convinced that's what happened. For the Warriors, they were without Clay, Dre, Steph, Otto, Jim Wiseman, Iguodala. 
and they still smacked them, which is great because they've been losing winnable games, like the one they lost yesterday to the Magic. Jordan Poole played 39 minutes, 30.7 triples and 9 assists. Jordan Poole is the 23rd ranked player over the last two weeks. He has been on fire. The value for him is amazing at the moment. Well, Damo Lee, finally something went in for him. I think he'd been at like 10% shooting in March. 22 points, 31 minutes. Don't read into that. Well, Andy Wiggins also started out slope and ended with 22, 3, and 1, one of his better recent games. Gaz Payton played 27. The doctor did. He grabbed a steal. He shot 83%. He's actually a really, really underrated source of field goal percentage. His numbers are through the roof this year, but really you want him for that and for his steals. While Kaminga had 22 and 5, it's, again, it's a little blue ballsy because there's no threes, there's no steals, no blocks, and he went 4 of 8 from the line. But still, some numbers that have viable stream value. While um, Moses Moody... When you look at Modi Moody, Modi Moody, Modi Moody, Modi Moody, Modi Moody, Went scoreless in 17 minutes. He had a block. That was it. But he's not really having any value here um, with Steph out. Nine minutes, 19 minutes, sorry, for Bielitsa with six rebounds and five assists. He's somehow stuck in the rotation despite some horrific performances. For the Heat... Lowry, yeah, it's back on track for him. 44 fantasy points, 26 points with six triples and nine assists on 64%. While PJ Tucker had seven, nine, and four. And Jim Butler hit two threes, which is just amazing in itself. 20 points with two steals. And Bam Adebayo, 25 and nine. So some good numbers for them. Just a really bad loss. Dunk Robinson dropped in four triples. That's why you stream him in. That's And then you can move on from him. You don't have to hold him. And Victor Oladipo. Uh, yeah, okay, guys. Yeah, let's do it. Get that garbage out of here! And I'm only doing it because, again, I said I would not recommend in a million years adding him. Seven points in 20 minutes on 27%. He's just... This is... Burn it into your heads. All right, burn it into your heads. Sometimes it'll work out. Very rarely will it. When guys come off month long, 12 months in his case, injuries that require surgeries, multiple surgeries at some times, and onto your lower body... And you were struggling before that injury anyway. It's just not going to work out at this point of the year. Now, Markel Fultz. Victor Oladipo. We'll see what happens if Magaporta Jr. returns. Yeah, Brook Lopez looked pretty good last game. The first few weren't as good. That, he has sort of bucked that trend a little bit. But in, if your general rule is, I'm just not doing it with these guys, I think you gen, you, in general, you're going to come out in front pretty easily. The Winter Soldier was shocking. Zero points on all five missed shots. He, 15 minutes for Max Struess, not much going on there. Kayla Martin played 10 minutes. Again, just a very, very bad performance from this team. The Suns, they do it again. They were down in this one. Now, at the start, I had them in the best bets as you know, they were one-point favorites. I went, that seems too low. They're too good for this. And then it started out and Minnesota was up. I went, oh, I could fuck that up, didn't I? But no, I didn't because they come out and still get the win, 125-116. We are circling tomorrow as Chris Paul return date. I don't know how accurate that report is, but that's what we're circling. So we will see. Aiton was massive, 35 and 14. That's a huge game in 35 minutes against Towns. Landry Shamet actually did something good. 19 points with five triples, but he's going to lose basically everything when Chris Paul returns. 32 minutes from Cameron Payne. 13, four and nine. It was a risk if you dropped him for Chris Paul like I did. It's so far, it's bit me on the dick. Hopefully it doesn't as we move forward. Until we hear the news on Paul, a general rule is going to be hold him. But again, I made the decision to drop. That's all. It's all individual circumstance and what your appetite for risk is. 
Jay Crowder only 24 minutes, but he had two steals and two blocks, while Tory Craig played 26 and had five, five, and four. Good times might be over there with Craig. While Mikhail Bridges just coming in and uh, just subtle tanking your free throws, going 40% on five attempts. That's rough. Booker had 28, three, and seven. Just another strong game. Got to the line 16 times. It's a lot of times. Um, the Wolves. Towns, 15, 11, three blocks. Not a bad game from him. Not the best game, but not a bad game. Pat Beverly, 31 minutes, 9, 5, and 6. Just sort of doing Beverly things without the defensive stats, while Goose had 19, 4, and 4. And Jared Vanderbiltbar, 26 minutes, 12, and 12, and a steal. Like, I don't know what more you needed from him. That's sort of what he brings. Beasley had 15 points with four triples in 23. You cannot trust him for a second. While D'Angelo Russell, oh man, that's rough. Six points on 33%, 27 minutes. I think he might be carrying something here. And by carrying something, I mean an injury. Um, he's not right at the moment. I think he's going to be better than this. I wouldn't drop him, but it's a little rough. Prince had 10 points with two threes in 18 minutes. He does have some stream value. Not an absolute must-roster bloke, though. While uh, Nazareth, 17 minutes for Nazareth. 10 points at triple one. Just getting it done again. He's been really, really good in limited minutes. The next one is the Orlando Magic and the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder win it easily in the end. 118-102. The Magic were obviously tanking. They sat down Wendell Carter. They played Jeff Doughton 30 minutes. That's how you know it's a tank. 4-3-3 three, three for Doughton, while Iggy Brisdakis had 3 points on 13%, and Admiral Schofield had 6 points on 25% shooting, and all those guys got at least 22 minutes. That is how you tank. Mo Bamba only played 22 minutes, but still had 11 and 10. We want more minutes. We're just not going to get them. And Shumara Kiki played 35, 19 points, 5 threes, and a block. Looks to be a 12-teamer. Cole Anthony, 17, 5, and 11, but for the Magic, they play one more game this week. So I'm debating in my league, do I drop a Magic guy and pick up a Pelicans player? Do I pick up a Wizards player? Is three greater than one? Yes. Is it enough to drop Cole Anthony? I'm, I'm, I'm considering it. I'll see what happens at the end of today, but I'm, I'm considering that. Roderick Hampton had 14 and 7 in 30 minutes. Mo Wagner, 13 and 8 in 26, but that's with Carter out. But, you know, some interesting numbers there from Akiki. Better one from Hampton. Um, and the fact that if Jeff Dalton plays, you know, they're trying to lose. For the Thunder, oh, man, the inconsistent... We, we knew Shea was not going to play. Like, that was... Absolute dog's balls. That one, the old DB for Shea not playing. Like, it was just obvious as shit. They started Pokyshevsky. He had 6, 8, and 4, two steals and two blocks. Great numbers across the board, bad field goals. That's the Pokyshevsky story. And then instead of Trey Mann completely lighting it up, he was still fine. 21, 2, and 1. Like, lack of peripherals hurts. It was the salt flake. Theo Maladon. 25, 4, and 6, a steal and a block. 69% Giggity. for Maladon. You can't trust that from him, but big minutes. And then my man, Isaiah Roby, my guy. Could you not have done this when I said you're a great ad for the week? 33 minutes, 21 and seven, four assists, two steals, two blocks, three triples. These numbers are why I said, man, we've got to go grab Roby. And then they played him 10 minutes. So I'm very hesitant to say go grab Roby. But I did talk about this on the pregame show, I think today, where I said without Shea, it actually helps Roby because they don't play Baisley at center anymore. And that helps Roby get the minutes up. We'll see what happens next game with Shea back, but that's bloody enticing. Olivier Saar, the incantation, played 19 minutes. It's Levy 
Leviosa, not Leviosa. Well, Baisley struggled, 10 points in 29, bad percentages, and Wiggins had 8 in 22. Aaron Wiggins shouldn't be sniffing the dick of a 12-team league. He's nowhere near it, not even close to me. 8 points in 22 minutes, 246th over the last two weeks in 28 minutes. Should not be in that area. Hey, big shout-out to Vic Krejci as well. 12 and 11 with four threes in 27 minutes. He's actually been ranked better than what Aaron Wiggins has over those last two weeks. So you're not going to use him, but maybe on a low volume day, he does become somewhat of a streamer. The Rockets, the Mavs. The Rockets kept this close. The Mavs pulled away late. 110-91, Dallas wins it. The delicate dancer, Alperen Shangoon. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Now you know, hopefully, from watching him the last couple of weeks, you know why I liked him as a prospect and why I do like him as a fantasy guy. The problem has just always been minutes, and it continues to be minutes. But 14-11 with two steals is great. 36 fantasy points is great. Top 100 over the last two weeks, an excellent stream guy. I don't feel super confident about saying must roster, but it's looking better. Cousin Kev had 11-4-5, and five, and the Crucifix played just 27 minutes. Christian Wood with some foul trouble, 12-10. and 10. We had 11-0-1 from Schroeder, so his value as an assist streamer died. Jay Sean Tate had 13 and 5. Jalen Green stunk 8 points in 32 minutes. And Eric Gordon was worse, 2 points in 23. Just pretty disappointing stuff. Also disappointing to see KJ Martin play just 18 minutes for 3 points. Just a really poor performance. Interesting game from Gary Bird. Garrison Matthews had 2 steals and 3 blocks. You don't expect that. But he's doing nothing else. 2 points, and he's been actually horribly poor. Um, the last, what, month maybe? Like, really nowhere near what he was to start the year. For the Mavs, there was no Doncic, so Dinwiddie started. Had 26, 4, and 6 in 34 minutes. Culture and environment is massive. It's something that's very hard for us to judge for fantasy, but it's clearly night and day versus where he was in Washington, where he is now. Yes, he's going to have ups and downs, but that is just a huge game. Brunson was also great, 28-4-3. While Dwighty Powell's hot run continues. Dwight Powell's a top 75 player over the last two weeks. He had 13-7 here. If you need rebounds and field goal percentage with some steals chucked in, Powell is an option. Finney Smith had 14-5, while Kleber didn't block any shots or didn't hit any threes, so that really hurts. And Bullock was bad, 5 on 8 shots, 25% shooting with 2 steals. You can still stream him for threes, but that's probably what you should be considering Reggie Bullock as at this stage. Let's go to the next game, the San Antonio Spurs up against the, um, who are they? Against the Portland Trailblazers. That's who it was. Huge win for the Spurs. Not really a surprise. Uh, 133-96 they win. DeJounte, 28-6-7 with three threes. Another excellent game for him. While Pirtle, who'd been really down on blocks, had six of them. 16-9 in 24 minutes. Keldon Johnson had 26-4 in his 28, and Vassell had 16-4-5 with two steals. This is all well and good. They play one more game for the rest of the week. So if you did drop Vassell, you wouldn't add him after this. And maybe you'd hold for that one more game. But like a Josh Richardson 15.2 steal, three triple performance, I wouldn't add because he's got one more game. Trey Jones had a really weird line. Eight rebounds, nine assists, one steal, and two blocks. But shot poorly. It was just, but the opponents are horrendous. And that helps boost their overall numbers. But some good good to see them getting those numbers. But I'm not really sure how much it means as we move forward. For the Blazers, Jesus, it's just disgusting, the, the shit that's getting rolled out here. They did decide to bench Brandon Williams for Chris Dunn. Look, sure. Dunn played 25 minutes, so don't really know how that changed anything. 9, 5, and 3 with two steals. Just still consider him like a steals and assist streamer. While Brandon Williams, oh, I just don't think this guy's good. 7 points in 25 minutes, 23%. No threes, three assists and a steal. 
In points leagues, maybe you stream him, but I'm not convinced he's a must-hold in 12s. Josh Hart was out. Allaby started, had 2-1-1. One, and one. No value in him. And then Justice Winslow left after seven minutes. Winslow had been dealing with Achilles soreness and he left with calf tightness. I would expect that that is his week over. Maybe he's out for the year, I don't know. But they play Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. At the very least, he's missing one of those. I think he's going to miss both. Drop him. Drew Eubanks, 20-9, and nine, two triples. Big game from Drew, but his 10-day contract expires today. So are they going to actually bring him back? If they do, yeah, you love holding him, but who knows? I don't know what they're going to do. Greggy Brown blocked two shots, 27 minutes. Watch him. What? Just watch. Maybe there's some block stream, maybe more later on. And then Macklemore, another good scoring night. 23 points on 78%. That's really efficient. That's two big ones in a row from Benny. I, I, again, you, I don't think you can really trust that at all. Given this team, there's just so much nonsense going on right across the board. That everything that happens, you've got to take with a grain of salt, basically. Let's do the last game of the night. The Philadelphia 76ers, they do get the win over the Lakers. 126-121, probably a little bit closer than it should have been. Embiid had 30-10 and 10 with three steals and three blocks. Another huge fantasy night from him. While Maxi played 38 minutes, 21-5-7. Pretty good efficiency as well, 57%. Nice game. He's had a couple of duds, but nice game there. Jimmy Harden, not quite at his best. I don't think he's ever going to be back to his best, to be honest. 24-7-7. Nine of 10 from the line is great. 39 from the field is not. He did have a trip to the locker room. Looked like he hurt maybe his knee, the back of his leg. He returned. Oh, we want to watch that one, of course. Well, the thick hogsman. He's back to being thick. Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. 20 and 7 with five assists. He's going to be up and down. We know that. It's a good game. Thibault stinking again. 22 minutes. That's the problem is the minutes. He still had two steals and a block. But... You know, what else? Like, after that, what else do we get? Um, there's, there's nothing else there, and they're really limiting his playing time. Niang's getting time. Um, Korkmaz back in the rotation. 20 minutes for Shake Milton. It's, it's He's a streamer for defensive stats, or just a real specialist there. That's it. For the Lakers, there was no LeBron, no Horton Tucker, so the lineups are weird. 35 minutes for Stan Johnson. He had 13 points. He had a lot of points early and ended with eight assists, which is a bit fluky. Dwight Howard had 24 and 8 in 28 minutes. Again, that's the factor of LeBron not being there. Malik Monk played 32 off the bench and had 23 points with two steals. We love it. Do we trust him to get the minutes next game when LeBron's back? I'm not sure. Mallow had 20 and 7. Good stream for today, but with LeBron returning, his minutes have been dropping way down. Wenyan Gabriel blocked two shots and had nine boards. I like the upside there, but the only bloke who really didn't elevate his game was Westbrook. 24, 9, and 8. 50% from the field. 40% 40% from the line. And that 50% from the field was rescued late. He hit a couple of late shots to get that number up. While Austin Reeves, who'd been playing well, he stepped back while Monk and Anthony and Johnson all stepped up. Reeves had four points in 29 minutes with two steals. Nothing too exciting there. But again, it's all because LeBron's out. Could you take a flyer on Monk? Maybe. But it had been trending down horribly. I wouldn't bother with Stan Johnson. I wouldn't bother with Dwight Howard. There's just too much inconsistency with those guys. And I just have to think that some of the results um, that we get that we got today is it's just because LeBron was out, really. I don't really know what other uh, reason there would be for it. On to the lines of the night. Your monstrous is Kyrie Irving. The waiver wire line of the night is Obert Toppin. The young gun is LaMelo Ball. And the dud of the night is Clint Capella. Your top 10 players in category leagues. Number one, Kyrie Irving. Then Kevin Durant. 
DeAndre Ayton, Bud Heald, LaMelo Ball, Jordan Poole, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Lowry, Obi Toppin, and Teo Maladon. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Toppin at one. He's a stream while Randall's out. Two more games this week, I think. Uh, Maladon, I wouldn't read into that. Davion Mitchell, yeah, it was great. One more game in the next four days. That is the problem now with him. If you didn't grab him for today, it's a little bit iffy. Roby, I don't trust it, but it was good. So maybe, maybe. Damian Lee, no. Chemezi Metu, probably not. Melton, yes, they played tomorrow. That's a great ad. Uh, Vic Krejci, don't trust it. Ben McLemore, don't trust it. And Stan Johnson, I don't trust that at all. And your top 10 players in points leagues. Um, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Ayton, Joel Embiid, Torres Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Don Mitchell, LaMelo Ball, DeJounte Murray, and Isaiah Roby. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.